0: where you can also learn more about working with me. First, I have something really special that I can't wait to share with you. Most of you know that I work by day as the CEO of a $31 million organization and I coach a handful of clients in the evening. Now I have taken the tenets of mindful leadership and put that into a training program so that you can fast track your career leadership while also balancing that with a good night's sleep healthy eating habits, and close relationships. I call this program Mindful Leader Satisfied Life. Not only will you have the training, you also get one-on-one coaching with me. Not a group, one-on-one coaching with me so that we can unravel your personal assumptions that are holding you back. You will no longer be unnoticed, undervalued, and inadequate, feel judged, And that others think that there's something wrong with you and you start thinking there's something wrong with you too, because you're getting passed over for promotions, new roles, no longer doing all the things you hear you should be doing. Sigh of relief, right? With only defeat and the fear that failure is in your DNA forever, dogging you in the back of your mind. You'll no longer be disconnected from colleagues, friends, and family, or following the shoulds that make you feel you're still behind the curve and might even lose everything altogether. No longer frustration about habits that show up in terms of snacking, disjointed relationships, vices, poor sleep. No longer making excuses while not actually getting any closer to high performance. So if you're interested in this program, all you have to do is go to my website, maryleegannon.com. Click on the link on the top that says Coach with Mary Lee. It explains all about the program. Fill out a few questions on the questionnaire so that I know a little bit more about you and I'll reach right out to you and we'll set up a time to talk and we'll get you started. No longer will you have to wake up and say, I missed an opportunity, I wish I had. Please remember that I can only take a few clients at a time and I already have a full book right now, so I'd like to make sure that you're on the list. So head over to com, click on Coaching with Mary Lee, let's get started. Hi Mindful Leader, this is episode number 26 of the Still Space Podcast, Know the Difference Between Goals and Expectations. Corporations calculate success by metrics, return on investment, productivity, key performance indicators, cost savings, balance sheets, cash flow, retention, number of goods sold, quality metrics, speed to market, profit margins. You're familiar with all of these. Goals are created in the aggregate of these measurements. Performance at work is tied to goals. Goals are always measurable. If it isn't measurable, it is only a notion, not a goal. If something you do fails, that does not make you a failure. This is really important because I see often that people identify with the failure. If you identify with something that failed, thinking that that makes you a failure, this doesn't serve you. We have to learn to de-identify with things that don't serve us. Things that you are doing are actions. They do not make you who you are. It is what you are doing. If something you do succeeds the same way, that does not make you a success. You are a success just by being alive. If your team and you are working on something that succeeds, great. It's a group effort that succeeded. It does not define you personally. You are already awesome just by being you. We're all walking down the same road in life, trying to figure out life together. And when we tie our identity to something that happens, to some outcome, we're personalizing it when personally, we're already well put together. We are not defined by any one or 10 or 20 things that we do. We are defined by who we are at our core. When a corporation doesn't place the same value on its people as it does on its metrics, often employees get sucked into believing that their personal worth is tied to the goal. This is how corporate America holds people hostage. It's not healthy. Additionally, if employees fail to meet the goal, they find themselves a personal failure. That's not fair. There could be many circumstances that affect the realization of goals resources, team culture, time, talent, the economy, a crisis, market share, competition. Yet, individuals often lay expectations on top of goals, leading to despair. I'm expected to hit the goal or I won't fit in here. If I don't meet the goal, I won't advance. I might get terminated if I don't get it done. I'm either good or bad. This is all dreadful and not mindful leadership. Know the difference between a goal and an expectation so you can embrace the goals and release the expectations. Goals are assigned metrics of mastery that are essential for success in business and many aspects of life. No doubt, goals are solid and we need to have them. Expectations are the binary assumptions, either or, I either make it or I don't, I'm either good, I'm if not, I'm bad. These are the binary assumptions we attach to goals that tie our personal worth to outcomes. Nobody said that's the way life was supposed to be. We will meet budget is a goal. If we don't meet budget, I am a loser and my job's in jeopardy. That's an expectation. Expectations don't allow room for innovation. They are based in assumptions. Here's a common occurrence. You expect to feel personal growth or get something based on a goal, based on the outcome. This is somewhat out of your control. When the expectation is not met, you personalize it as a rejection. And although on the surface you are angry or sad, deep down you wonder if there is something wrong with you, that you don't deserve fulfillment. You either belong on the team or in the leadership position or not based on an outcome. This assumption is flawed and kills fulfillment, careers, happiness, and the vulnerability necessary for personal development. Personal growth is not about ticking off goals, though knowing what to measure is vital. It's a journey of broadening, deepening, creating memories, deep connections, vivid experiences, and expanding rather than just improving and reaching metrics. About growing out, not just up. Journeyers in life mastery, in leadership mastery, in life excellence, leadership excellence. They choose to stop wayfaring by foot and expand with new experience, growth, passion for stretching yourself and sticking to it, especially when it's not going well. Being kind and gentle with yourself. Expectations are the coverings they're coverings we lay over our ego when we feel uncomfortable. And the ego is sitting in the background, always ready to rise up in front of your face and say, be safe. Don't take risk. That goal is so important. If you don't hit it, you're going to be an outcast. You won't be safe if you're an outcast. Not a way to live. Again, when we're let down. When we're disappointed, that's when the ego is just waiting to rise up and tell you, don't expect anything to go your way. This always happens to you. These are just more coverings that we put over the ego. We start with perfectionism, which is only self-sabotage. We start with doubt, personal agendas, cynicism. These don't serve you. And it starts affecting your personal life too. We desperately want to have a better relationship with a loved one. You may be out of touch with somebody who means a lot to you and you're reaching out, you're sending letters, you're trying to reestablish a relationship and they're not reciprocating and you're extremely let down because you had expectations that they would. Your goal was that you wanted to cement a more meaningful relationship and you expected with the effort that you put forth that they would reciprocate. See, so the goal is different than the expectation. You set the goal and then you expected something in return, and that didn't work out. Those expectations are coverings we put over our ego. Because truly, if you're doing something for the whole body, mind, spirit perspective of trying to reconnect, you realize that that connection from their perspective is outside of your control. You can't control what they're going to do. So the goal ends up not being met. You didn't reestablish connection or you set a goal in your work and it didn't work out. And this is how really good leaders excel. They're not married to the outcome. Something failed, fail early. Re-aim, pull the trigger again, launch again, and evaluate again. Don't be married to the outcome because it doesn't make you agile. It doesn't make you limber. It doesn't make you flexible to change course midstream. And today, that's what we need in leadership. We need people that can adjust. The Industry is changing. The market is changing. Employee cultures are changing. We have to be flexible. Peel back the coverings to allow the ego to be raw. And what is raw ego? Raw ego is vulnerability. That's where you're saying to yourself, this is really uncomfortable here. I don't have it all figured out. I'm not sure what to do, but let me take a still space, deep breath. Let me re-examine what my goals are, what my resources are. Am I focused on the right thing? Do I have the right goal? Do I have the right people around me? Expose what is underneath the surface. Understand what you're trying to protect yourself from understand what you're trying to protect that ego from unpack it because if not we just lay more and more coverings over it more oh we'll just keep going just work a little bit harder and then you get back on the treadmill to nowhere and you wonder why you're exhausted not sleeping your relationships are frayed if the goal is to have a better relationship with a loved one how might you practice self-control how might you become a better listener If the goal is to find romantic love, you might reflect on what you want. What are you attracting? What are you telling people that you want? Because if you're putting yourself out there as whatever, Miss, have it all together, Mr. I don't really need love, then wonder why you don't have it. You might need to shed some of the coverings off that ego and be a little bit more human, a little bit more real. If the goal is to get a promotion, How are you positioning your signature strengths, your value proposition, your measurable key accomplishment with influencers? Do the influencers even know what you're accomplishing? Oh, well, I don't want to be boastful. Not boastful if you're communicating what you're doing. And when you communicate what you're doing, do it under the auspice of our team did this. And that will reflect enough personally on you. I'm really grateful that we've been able to do XYZ as a group. We've learned along the way this and show your vulnerability. We didn't get it right at first, but along the way, this taught us ABC. That opening up to your thought process helps other people, especially your direct reports, understand how you think, how you plan, and they can better trust you and get to know and anticipate what it is that you value and how they can better follow you. There is always a way to peace and mastery through mindful self-awareness. Expecting what we think we desire is not the way. Expectations, quite frankly, lead to disappointment. Ask every person that's ever been divorced. Of course, people get married And their goal is to have a lifelong happy marriage. And one partner in the relationship may have completely committed to that. And one partner may have not. And so you're disappointed and hurt and let down. And I think that's human and honest and real. And admit that. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. Because if you don't. That turns into anger, and that becomes who you are throughout the divorce process, an angry person, and that's not going to bring you peace, fulfillment, life mastery. I think disappointment's okay. Watch how heavily you lean on expectations, because that is the key to whether or not you're going to be happy. If your expectations are of other people and not yourself, you're leaving your happiness in somebody else's hands, period. If your expectations are of yourself and sometimes you can't do something, that's okay. That's okay too. Disappointment is okay. Regret is okay as long as we can move on from it quickly enough, as long as we can shed the covering over our ego enough to just be vulnerable again and say, I'm going to try again. I don't have to cover it over with blame and shame and complain and other self-sabotage techniques. A higher level of consciousness and life mastery are the way to open yourself to understanding your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors, and goals lead to action. So when we set goals, they inspire us to do something to achieve those goals. That's healthy. Reflection leads to openness and personal growth. Love of self and others is the way. You know, I never dreamed of being a CEO. My life goals were very simple. I wanted to be a mom, have a loving family, and to spend time at my favorite place in the world, any beach with pounding waves. Then my marriage fell apart. Everything I ever wanted blew up in my face. I knew how to set goals and achieve them. I'm good at that. That's how I made my way quickly to the C-suite and run organizations. What I had to learn was how to set aside the expectations. And I didn't know exactly until I started a quest on building my self-awareness that there was a difference. As I look back on it now, I realize I had tied my value to the outcome of a loving family and assumed there was only one way that worked, mom, mom dad and children. If I didn't have that, I couldn't be happy. Worse yet, I started to believe I didn't deserve happiness for my role in the fact that it didn't work out, that I wasn't enough. I assumed that if I was dedicated to my family, that my husband at the time would be too. And since none of this was working, there must be something wrong with me. I hadn't earned happiness. I was thinking unhappiness was going to be pervasive and personal and permanent, and that is just the kiss of death. If you're stuck in that trap, you really feel there's no way out, and you have to make a concerted, mindful, intentional, and purposeful effort to unravel those assumptions, those coverings that have trapped you, that are covering your ego to shed them to be able to stand open with your vulnerability and say, I'm sad, I've been running away from sad, I need to feel sad so that I can deal with it and release it. I'm sad, I'm disappointed. I had tied my value to the expectation of an outcome that I couldn't control. You can't be your best if you doubt your value to yourself to your family, to your work, or anything else. You can't be honest with yourself about what you are experiencing when you're afraid of feeling inadequate. It's too painful. You can't build your mindful self-awareness, which is essential for executive presence and leadership, when all you feel is self-judgment. You can't manage your emotions in a pressured moment, in a high stakes crisis moment when you are focused on armoring up against fear growth happens when we need not be perfect when we can observe the situation from a third-party perspective like a fly on the wall without any judgment of self or others set goals dedicate yourself to achieve personal mastery life mastery leadership excellence and have no expectations release that allow things to unfold and adapt to it in the meantime qualities that i hire for in my office include that agility include humility and definitely include integrity and character we can't teach people character i also look for the three things self-awareness self-control and self-acceptance. Because if you have self-awareness and you have the ability to self-regulate the thoughts and emotions that come up in your life, you can accept yourself in any situation and you don't develop defensiveness, resentfulness, posture, are married to an outcome. You're much more flexible. And drive is very important people who are driven tend to want to keep finding answers very highly valued in my office you know integrity indicates a moral compass which is character rich and will guide sound decision making and relationship building self-awareness self-regulation and self-acceptance indicate humility and coachability i can coach someone i can work with someone who has the ability to notice and observe their emotions and their thoughts without judging themselves. They want to get it right more than they need to be right. And then when it comes to drive, this is imperative to success. But without the first two, it can be dangerous. Driven people, and I'm sure you've seen them in your work environments, driven people who don't have a moral compass and who are not self-aware they take no prisoners. People without integrity, mindful self-awareness, self-regulation, and self-acceptance, but who are driven, can kill relationships, act as victims, step on other people, and won't be trusted by their own team because they can be whiny and self-serving. When you have integrity, When you have self-awareness, self-regulation, and self-acceptance, when you're driven, it's the trifecta higher. Wait for it. Higher slowly. If you've made a bad decision, try to rehabilitate. But if you can't move on quickly, it won't get better. This is the point in the podcast where I read letters from my clients to their younger self. Where they're giving themselves a piece of wisdom, where they've stepped, they have the self awareness to step outside of the chaotic thoughts that they're carrying, the stress and anxiety that they may notice, to be able to look at themselves unbiasedly, without judgment, from a third party perspective, and give themselves some advice based on the wisdom they know when they're at their highest self. This is my client Bernadette's letter, who is just a wonderful leader and a person. And she has such growth that has developed over time. When we started working together, she had a very high profile role in a very well known national, international company. She wanted some leadership guidance. She wanted to show up a little stronger. She wanted to set some new goals for herself. She recently got a brand new position, wonderful position director level position, well into the six-digit salary. She's leading, loving her new role in a place where she's very much appreciated and self-actuating in a way that she's never been happier. So this is Bernadette's letter to her former self. Dear Bernadette 1.0, Transformation is a journey. It can be planned or spontaneous, and it isn't always a smooth trip. But your spirit of adventure and desire to live a good life is all you need to kick it off. It's exciting when you take off, anticipating the thrill of a new destination. It's intoxicating when you arrive, basking in the joy of pure relaxation and the dopamine hit that comes with new experiences. There will be hills and valleys, flat tires, missed flights, helpers, angels, detractors, complainers. Extraordinary sights and insights as you move from moment to moment, experience to experience. Along the way, take it all in deeply. Keep your eyes open, stay mindful, authentic, alert, aware, and reflective. Remain present and take time to document what is most meaningful and precious. Capture the moments you want to remember most. Take photos. Write down how you feel and most of all, form connections with the people with whom you share your time and energy as you follow your path. When called to lead, do so kindly with empathy and a service mindset. These are all your superpowers, and they are plentiful. When you find things are hard, just listen to my voice. You are deeply nurturing, innovative, and have a knack of problem solving and helping others. This is your toolkit that you can bring to any challenging situation. And when you could use some extra support... Remember that you are not an island. There are loving people in this world who want to champion your successes and support you when you need it. Take the time you need to assess your relationships and discern between friends and fans. Give credit and gratitude to those you may be taking for granted and be willing to let go of those who bring Drama and drain into your light. Don't forget who you are and what is important to you. Communicate your truth with grace and ease. Allow the space and freedom the universe has provided to hold you safely until you are ready to move along. Listen to your intuition. Talk supportively to yourself and model the change you want to see. Remember, now that you don't have to be perfect, you can focus on being good. Embrace happiness. Linger in curiosity. Love yourself. Signed, Bernadette, 2.0. My wish for you today is that you make the time to reflect on what you might say to your former self if you were five, ten years down the road. And to find that clearing, you might even jot down a little letter to self, Dear Former Self, because I think you can see from Bernadette's perspective how that shift brings new insight, opens a clearing, helps you be more mindfully present for yourself, for the people that you care about and the people that you're leading. I'm wishing you a mindful day and a mindful week and knowledge of the power that you have today. I'm glad you were with me today, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and get any of my free publications at my website, maryleegannon.com, where you can also learn more about working with me.